mankind is spiritually dead. And so the idea of salvation is remedying that problem. And oftentimes in the Christian world, we focus on the means rather than the end. Salvation, the end, the point of it, is to receive a spiritual life, to become alive spiritually, and to experience all the reality that that life offers. This is Nita Erlene, and you are listening to the TRC Ministries podcast. The salvation that is offered us through believing Jesus Christ is greater than being saved physically and somehow continuing our existence after we die. Ephesians 2 talks of salvation as we were dead in our trespasses, but now we are alive with Christ. In today's podcast, we are listening to a recording of Tori Bjorklund, president of TRC Ministries, teaching on salvation and what it means to be spiritually alive. I want to talk about salvation as life. You might remember this series when I talked about what is salvation, and we, t- and we split it into two areas, from that from which we were saved and that to which we were saved. And the two is life, community, and authority. And you might remember that. And we're going to talk about the life aspect of it today. Here's my main point. Salvation is. There it is, right there. It's to be made alive spiritually. Or you could say spiritually alive. So salvation is to be made alive spiritually by receiving the the very life of Christ, the life of Jesus Christ, the same kind of life, the eternal kind of life, and experiencing all the reality that that life offers. And we talked about the reality um, the last couple of weeks when we were talking about fear, weren't we? There is a reality that is that even supersedes the reality of matter. And this life, this spiritual, eternal kind of life, exists in that reality and makes available to us the resources from that reality. And so salvation is being made alive spiritually by receiving the life of Christ, the very life of Christ, and experiencing all the reality that that kind of life offers. That's why Jesus said, I came, what? That you might have life and abundantly, more than you need, more than you can think or ask or imagine. So I think... That's it. I could quit now. But I won't. You know me too well. I think, so I'm going to break this down a little bit. I think one of the unifying doctrines amongst all Christians is that mankind is spiritually dead. Can we agree on that? I know there's disagreements, you know, is that at conception, is that at birth, or is that at, you know, after the first sin? I mean, there's, you know, we start splitting hairs after that truth, but I think that truth is a truth that all Christians, all believers agree on, that mankind is spiritually dead. 
And so the idea of salvation is remedying that problem. And oftentimes in the Christian world, we focus on the means rather than the end. Now, the means was reconciliation, justification, forgiveness of sins, etc. But that is the means. That's not the end. <clears throat> Salvation, the end, the point of it, is to receive a spiritual life, to become alive spiritually, and to experience all the reality that that life offers. Now, one thing about life, let's talk about life for a minute. The, the, the New Testament uses two different words. We have one word, life. And as you read, and if you look, go into concordance, for example, and look up the word life in English, you'll find it, you know, in lots of different verses, right? But you need to understand that there were two concepts in life. And so if you use one of those, you know, I use a, a Greek concordance thing that on, online. And if you go to, I think it is the Strong's number 2222 and look that up, that's different than the other word for life, which I don't remember the Strong's number for that. But OK, I'll give you these two words and, and then uh, Marvin will correct my pronunciation because I, he's our resident Greek expert. But uh, the, the, the word that we translate, the two words that we translate as life in English is one the phonetic pronunciation is suke. Okay? And you can see, if you look at it, it kind of looks like psyche, doesn't it? I mean, and it is. It, it's the base that we get this idea. And, and basically, it means the existence of a something that contains life. Okay? It's the existence of it. It's the sentient life. That is, the ability to perceive the world around it and to feel things and experience the world around it. And so this idea is, we use the word life. Some of you might say, you know, when I get around a whole bunch of people, it just sucks the life out of me. That's a different thing. That is a metaphor for this concept of zoe. Except you have to put a D in front of the Z somehow. <laughs> zoe. Anyway, that concept is like vitality. In the, in, the, in the Latin, that would be vim. It's the substance of life. It's the vitality. And so when you say, man, Tori's preaching just sucks the life out of me, it's a metaphor for this vitality. It just takes away uh, that. And, but it's also, basically, if you're checking for a pulse, it's the, the actual existence or being alive, the actual concept of being alive. Substance of life. Why is this important? Well, when you're reading the Bible and we start thinking about life, it's really this Zoe concept that you'll see over and over and over again when it talks about the life that we receive in Christ Jesus. It's not talking about the experience of your life like this is your life game show. 
and the way that you experience the things in the world around you, it's talking about an actual vitality, an actual substance of life, a spiritual kind of zoe. And it's different than just experiencing this mortal life in a different way. So if we look at some different verses, you'll kind of see what the differences are. So, so let's take an example, Matthew 6.25. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? What do you think this... Well, you, Oh, I gave you the answer right there. I didn't have it in my notes though. What do you think is the word there? <laughs> yes, you got it. Man, you're amazing. Suke. Isn't your suke more than clothing and food and stuff like that? Well, yeah, that's... We're not talking about the substance of life here. We're, we're talking about the experience of being alive. On the other hand, you see John 1.4, in him was Zoe, and the life, Zoe, was the light of men. That's the thing. That's the thing that we're talking about. The vitality, the, the substance of life. Now, sometimes, by the way, the word uh, suke is translated soul, and that's an interesting one. Let's see if this is one here. Oh, well, this is more of the Zoe here. 1 John 5, 12. He who has the Son has the Zoe. Okay, you got the stuff. The substance of life. He who does not have the Son does not have the Zoe. So hopefully you can kind of see the difference there. But being spiritually dead, as it says here in John, basically is to not have the same Zoe that was in John 4, not having that. And being spiritually alive is having that which he came to give to people, the Zoe, okay? So what is this Zoe? Let's, let's talk about that. What is this life? Well, in the physical world, you know, we've talked about this a lot, right? We've talked about teleonomy, right? You guys remember what that is. I'll give you the dictionary definition of teleonomy. So teleonomy, teleonomy is, if you ask a scientist, what is life? I remember A.E. Wilder Smith, and he's just so cute the way he, you know, with his six degrees in biology, six PhDs or whatever it is. And he says, he asks the question, what is life? And well, it's teleonomy. And teleonomy, there's the, the quality of apparent purposefulness, which, by the way, scientists have to put in the apparent because they don't believe in actual purposefulness. But you'll get this if you look it up online or Wikipedia or anything like that. This is the, the definition. Apparent purposefulness and of goal-directedness of structures and functions in living organisms. That's teleonomy. It's what distinguishes a living organism from a dead organism. One has teleonomy and one does not. And if you ask, what is teleonomy, you, this is what you get, okay? But this idea could probably be boiled down to it's the functioning systems of an organism, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what that says. It's the functioning systems of an organism. And when the systems are functioning, it's alive. When they're not functioning, 
It's dead. So if you think about, you know, some of our systems, we've got like metabolism. And if your metabolism is no longer working, you're not living. It's, as soon as your metabolism ends, you're done. A plant has uh, photosynthesis. It's kind of funny. Now, I've, I've spoken about this in four different languages so far besides English. And every time I say photosynthesis, you know what, you know what the Ghanaian word is for that? Photosynthesis. <laughs> it's the same thing in, in Sri Lanka. Both of the languages in Sri Lanka that we use, photosynthesis, and also in Haiti. So that's interesting to me. So generally, generally speaking, no teleonomy, no life. That's, that's really the way you want to think about it. I think this is true spiritually as well. There is the ability, the functioning in a spiritual sense is what we don't have when we are spiritually dead. Right? I'm going off, I'm going off track here, guys, but that's okay. You can remember, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 2, where Paul said, Now, we received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit for their foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. That's an idea of saying there are spiritual resources from which you can draw because you have that spiritual zoe, and somebody who does not have that cannot utilize those spiritual resources. They have no ability to, to utilize it. it. It doesn't even make sense to them because they're not spiritually alive. So, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, he explained the spiritual life like this. Here's what he said. Don't be amazed that I said to you, this is John 3, 7 and 8, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not where, know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. What does that mean? What was he talking about? He was talking about that you, even in this world, there are things that we recognize only by the impact that they have. And if you notice the definition the scientific definition of teleonomy is basically an admission that we have no idea what life is. We can only tell you whether it exists or not by observing the effect that it has in the organism. Okay? If it's there, we see its effect. If you can fog a mirror, you have teleonomy. When the mirror quits fogging, your teleonomy is gone. We don't know why. We don't know what... We only know the impact. And that's what Jesus said to Nicodemus. You look around, you see the wind effect, but you don't know where it came from. You don't know where it's going. The spiritual person will be affected just like the effect that you see from the wind. There are things you cannot see. There are things you cannot measure you know, using the five senses, for example, but nonetheless, you can see their impact. That is Zoe. 
That is spiritual life. And you get that by being born of the Spirit and receiving the Zoe just the same way you get your mortal life by being born of man from a woman. You don't born from a man, but of man, kind, and receiving that kind of Zoe. Does that make sense? This was very, I think Jesus was being very literal. We're not talking about a metaphorical kind of life. We're not speaking as if this is Zoe. We are speaking as it is Zoe. People are spiritually dead or spiritually dormant? Spiritually dead. It's not that there is no spirit. It's that there is no ability for it to utilize the spiritual resources that are available in the kingdom of God in the spiritual world. So your body, when it's dead, is still a body. But I can stuff food in that mouth of yours when you're dead, and it will do you no good. And the same thing is true that when we are spiritually dead, all the truth that penetrates our consciousness and hits our spirit is not doing us any good unless we have the spiritual zoe that can actually utilize that truth. That's Truth is one of those resources. The Word of God is one of those resources. That's why Jesus spoke about it literally as life-sustaining and necessary to eat. He was talking about, zo about spiritual zoe. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That was said by God through Moses, but his point was true life is a spiritual zoe that takes its sustenance from the word of God. So the Bible says that a person is spiritually dead or dead in sin, what that means is that the person does not have the functioning spiritual systems necessary to interact with the spiritual and eternal reality in a way that spiritually benefits the person. Okay? You could change those words to physical or mortal, and it would be exactly true of the physical life as well. If a person is physically dead... What that means is the person does not have the functioning physical systems necessary to interact with the spiritual reality, I'm sorry, with the physical reality in a way that, that physically benefits that person. Okay, do you get that? Now I'm going to say it in the spiritual sense because I want to get that clear. When a person is spiritually dead... What that means is the person does not have the functioning spiritual systems necessary to interact with the spiritual reality in a way that spiritually benefits that person. To be spiritually alive means to be able to benefit from spiritual resources because you have the proper functioning spiritual systems. All right. The question was asked, what are the functioning spiritual systems that you are referring to? Well, one of those is the consumption of truth, of the Word of God. That's one of them. That's, that's an example. And Paul spoke about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So, I want to read you a statement 
This is from Dallas Willard from Divine Conspiracy. Um, he says, salvation is an invitation to be interactively joined with a dynamic, unseen system of divine reality in the midst of which all humanity moves about, whether it knows it or not. I'll read it again. Salvation is an invitation to be interactively joined with a dynamic, unseen system of divine reality in the midst of which all humanity moves about, whether it knows it or not. You know what that reminds me of when I read that? It reminds me of a poem that Dave often quotes from Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Do you remember that poem? And, and I love this picture because this reminds me of that. Earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush afire with God. I mean, doesn't that look like, I mean, you just, you can see <laughs> galaxies in those little, in those little water droplets on a, on a piece of, of grass. Earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush afire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. When you have the zoe, you see the spiritual reality in the world in which we live. When you don't have the zoe, none of it is even perceivable by you any more so than the physical reality is perceivable by a dead body. Elizabeth Barrett Browning's assertion here, I believe, is biblical, and I'll, I'll leave it there. If we do not have eyes to see, if we do not have spiritual eyes to see, as it were, we completely miss the reality with which this earth is crammed. And that's the point that Paul was making in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 and 14 that I read earlier. We talk with spiritual wisdom, we speak with spiritual wisdom, and those who are not spiritually alive have no basis upon which to evaluate that wisdom. They don't have any context, any spiritual context in which to appraise what's being said, and it's like um, the Peanuts cartoons. Because they don't have the spiritual zoe. So we need to realize that is what salvation is about. That it is an offer to be interactively joined with spiritual teleonomy, which opens up a reality to us that is far more vast than the galaxies that of which we are aware in this physical, material world. Thanks for listening in today. Our vision at TRC Ministries is to see individuals fulfill their calling under the authority of the Church, using the resources of the Kingdom of God. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And for more information on TRC Ministries, or to contact us, go to www.regenerationcenter.org.